Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Democrats look to punish Representative Paul Gosar. Number two, the latest on House Democrats and the Build Back Better Act. And number three, Heritage Action is dropping ads on Dems over the salt cap. All right, let's get into what is going to be a very, very busy Wednesday on Capitol Hill. You know, we have spent a ton of time these past few months explaining how little trust there is between moderates and progressives on the Democratic side alone. Yet you can't even begin to compare that bad relationship um, between the two parties and how bad it really is, especially at the leadership level. Republicans accuse Speaker Nancy Pelosi of abusing her power in numerous ways, installing metal detectors outside the House chamber, mask mandates on the floor, with violators getting fined directly from their congressional salary. They gripe about her decision to exclude certain Republicans from the January 6th Select Committee, proxy voting, passing multi-trillion dollar legislative proposals with little or no details. Of course, Democrats counter that House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and Republicans remain in the thrall to former President Donald Trump, uh, which is a threat to the institution and the country. And they accuse McCarthy of refusing to rein in his fringe members because he may need their votes to become Speaker in 2023, a threat that Georgia Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene openly alluded to yesterday. So this leads us to what's happening today with Representative Paul Gosar, the Republican from Arizona, and what is about to unfold in the House. The House will vote today on a resolution to censure Gosar and strip him of his committee assignments. It is an extraordinary move by Democratic leaders, but it perfectly demonstrates what we've been talking about, that anger, deep distrust, lack of decorum, or civility between members. The twin sanctions against Gosar came after he tweeted out, of course, as we spoke about yesterday, that animated video showing him killing Representative Ocasio-Cortez and preparing to strike President Joe Biden. Gosar eventually removed the video, which received millions of views, following a call from McCarthy. Gosar apologized in private to House Republicans on Tuesday, although he hasn't done so publicly. Now, if you Look back at the history books. Only a half dozen House members have been censured during the last century. The most recent was former Representative Charlie Rangel, the Democrat from New York. He was censured in 2010, but that came after a lengthy ethics committee. And Gozar will join Green as the second House Republican to lose their committee assignment this year. It is an unprecedented action by Pelosi and the Democratic majority, but one that they feel is necessary. Gozar is an outspoken Trump loyalist who falsely claims the 2020 election was stolen from the former president. He was first elected in 2010 and has growing ties to white supremacists and white nationalist groups, according to numerous media reports. Gozar's behavior has outraged Democrats and some Republicans for years. Rank-and-file Democrats pressed the leadership to send a message by punishing him over the video. But Ocasio-Cortez also wanted concrete steps taken against Gozar. Censure was not enough. Republicans complained that there should have been an ethics investigation into the incident before any punishment was meted out to Gozar. Democrats counter that McCarthy would have to go along with such a probe and hasn't shown any interest in doing that. One thing is very clear. Republicans will retaliate against Democrats if they win the majority in 2023. And there seems to be little doubt that would happen. 
GOP lawmakers mentioned Democrat representatives like Ilhan Omar from Minnesota or Maxine Waters of California, among those who would be in danger of being removed from their panels by a GOP majority. More such removals may follow. There are still more than 13 months to go in this Congress, and we haven't found the bottom yet. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the day, the latest on the Build Back Better Act. Even as this goes, our drama is unfolding today. Pelosi and House Democrats remain on track, they say, for a big vote later this week on the $1.75 trillion bill. No formal timetable has been set for the vote yet. We are still expecting it to happen Friday, although Democratic leadership is holding out hope for Thursday. You know where I stand in these things. Always take the over. So it could happen Friday. It may even end up pushing until the weekend. We'll have to see. Democrats are still waiting for that infamous scoring from CBO on several major committee titles of the legislation, including the sections covering education and labor, energy and commerce, ways and means. These are big titles. Moderate Democrats are especially interested in seeing if the CBO analysis is in line with the preliminary White House spending and revenue estimates. Yet, I will say, moderates seem pretty steady at this point, giving no signs of backing off the timetable that they agreed to for the BBB vote. And they don't seem rattled that some of the projections made by the White House may not be exactly matched by CBO. For instance, the Biden administration is anticipating that the CBO won't score potential revenue gains by IRS increased enforcement to be close to what the White House projects. Yet moderates apparently are okay with that. This is going to be something that we're going to watch very closely. Uh, you know, I think particularly important to view this discussion and this vote in uh, reaction to the larger 30,000-foot political drama that's unfolding, which is Joe Biden has terrible poll numbers. His administration is now finally going out across the country uh, to sell this package, which is something that a lot of Democrats feel like is too little, too late uh, in terms of you know actually getting Americans excited about infrastructure and some of these provisions that they believe are key to keeping any chance for them to keep the majority. I think the other thing to think about when you look at this overall kind of narrative right now and why moderates really seem to be backing off here is, you know, there is a sense that they waited too long, that maybe there was a strategic mistake when it came to the negotiations and the decision to leave the infrastructure bill in the House and have that kind of intra-party fighting. Democrats want to come across now as one party. They want to be able to sell things in the BBB that are individually very popular because the overall package clearly has taken a hit as it's been discussed across the country. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Uh, This is an interesting one, Heritage Action. A conservative group is spending $1.25 million on TV and digital ads targeting five House Democrats over their support of raising the state and local SALT cap. The provision, which is part of President Joe Biden's Build Back Better Act, has been a hard-fought battle between Democrats, particularly those in New Jersey and New York, who staked a claim early on, making sure that it would be included in the bill in order to be supported. Heritage is targeting these members. Representative Carolyn Bordeaux from Georgia, Cindy Axney of Iowa, Jared Golden from Maine, Alyssa Slotkin from Michigan, and Susie Lee of Nevada. Not very surprising that they're going to kind of go into the heartland there. The campaign is part of a larger $2 million campaign the group has against the BBB. 
Before we let you go, I just want to flag that this morning we have our third installment of The Workforce. This morning we are rolling out an interview and video with Guild Education's Rachel Carlson. She's the CEO of a group that was formed really focused on pairing up companies with community colleges and the training programs that they are doing and making sure that they work for actually workers. Really interesting story about how and why workers need to have training, what that training looks like, what success outcomes look like that might not be necessarily fulfilling a full two-year program uh, that was put together, you know, in the 1950s for veterans coming back from war in terms of these kind of college campuses that are sometimes really outdated. So very interesting conversation there. Uh, We also have in today's Punchbowl News AM a video from the full conversation that I had yesterday with Senator John Tester, the Democrat from Montana, talking about rural communities and their future how Democrats should talk to them and what's wrong with kind of how Democrats have been messaging some of their investments on broadband, climate initiatives, and other programs. So you can always subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news for our free morning newsletter. We want to thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. Have a great day and please stay safe.